Hey, y'all. It's me, Jess Bubbico, and I am excited to be here with you on the Waking Up with Jess podcast. Each week, I'll invite you to wake up to your inner knowingness, get creative, and march to the beat of your own drum in your business and life. We'll dive into different subject areas from business to health to work, relationships, and beyond. On the podcast, we'll get raw, honest, and real, keeping it a little bit personal, a little bit educational, and most importantly, we're going to have a lot of fun. Each episode, you'll feel like you're sitting down at a coffee shop having an intimate conversation with a few of your best friends. Join me each week as I act as your confidant and friend who loves the heck out of you and wants to see you shine. Come along and wake up with a cup of Jess. Hey, y'all. I am just coming back from a coffee morning session where I go pretty much every single morning and I spend about an hour of time getting aligned, connecting with myself and um, reading the Gene Keys because I love my Gene Keys book. And so this morning I was doing some contemplation on my culture in my prosperity sequence. And when we look at culture and prosperity sequence, we're looking at this energy that we emulate that's going to call the right people towards us. And it's going to call our people towards us. And this is something that I've been playing with a lot over the past couple of weeks because my prosperity sequence has been very much pushing me out of my comfort zone, which I believe our prosperity sequence is designed to do anyways. What's really fascinating to me about this is I am seeing every time I revisit it, I've been doing the prosperity sequence for about a year now. Every single time that I revisit my prosperity sequence, I'm like, holy crap, I have been living in the shadow of this thing in many ways. The reason why I love the gene keys is because the gene keys gives us a pathway out of the shadow and into the gift and the city. It gives us a way to literally alchemize our shadow, to see our shadow, to spot it, to see all the sneaky ways that it shows up, to alchemize it, and then to be able to um, transcend it and to use it in a really powerful and empowering way. I think a lot of the times we see shadow work and we see people getting deeply stuck in their shadows right? Like, and then starting to identify with their shadow. So I was talking to Emma a couple of weeks ago. And what we were talking about was, um, when people start to identify with things. So just as an example, I was sharing about a conversation I had had with somebody who said, I am more avoidant in relationship. And she said to me, Jess, like your reticular activating system is always going to be looking for um, that now, like, because you're calling yourself that you are automatically going to be looking for that in your environment, looking for opportunities to do that, because that's the story you're telling yourself. And it's really interesting because that to me is the beauty, like the deep beauty of the gene keys is that it leads us from instead of just continuing to identify with our shadow, which is what we see so many people doing. Oh, I'm anxious attachment. Oh, I'm avoidant attachment. Oh, I'm, um, 
I'm lazy. Oh, I'm this. Oh, I'm a manifester. And thinking about all the things I can't do this. I can't do that. I can't. Right. We start to focus on those things and we start to create them without even really realizing it. I had a really great teacher. Uh, her name is Arabella. She does a lot with uh, her, her company. She has a program called the hormone solution that I recently did. Um, highly recommend. She's amazing. And it was really interesting because I heard her say this and I had never heard someone say it before, but she said, I've heard variations of it, but I'd never heard it like this. She said, our words are our spells. That's why they call it spelling, right? You're in school. They call it spelling because words are spells. What we say, whether we look at it from sort of the magical woo-woo perspective, right? I'm manifesting whatever it is I say, or we can even take it on the, I don't even, I guess it's kind of an opposite polarity and we can look at it and go, um, it's the, how the brain functions. It's how the body functions. We start to say something, we create it. We start to say it. We believe it. We hear ourselves say it. We believe it. And so the gene keys, if I haven't convinced you already that the gene keys are awesome, the gene keys give us an opportunity to slow down time and look at the pathway from maybe I'm, I'm activating this energy. Maybe I'm in the shadow of this energy, but I don't have to stay here. I have a pathway out of it. So if I know I've been talking about the 51 a lot, cause that's my vocation, my life's calling, my, my calling in my work and in my life, it's agitation. It's this deep sense and feeling of agitation. It shows up as, um, in the reactive expression of the shadow, deeply competitive, not caring about anybody else, wanting to just get ahead for the sake of getting ahead. While in the repressed shadow, it's this turning inward. It's this isolation. It's this desire to shut yourself off from life because you don't want to move through your own fears and in not wanting to move through your own fears so that you can go out and create, you end up turning inward, closing off, becoming a bit recluse. So if I know that I'm in that state, sometimes I do go there. There have been times in my business where I was in the competitive side and to be honest, never the competitive side where I'm not caring about anybody or want to climb on the the shoulders of other people just to get ahead. It's like, for me, there is a competitive nature to my energy. It's mostly competition with self as opposed to competition with other people. Um, And I've also shut down because I've been like, well, the competitive side didn't work me trying to push ahead and use willpower. 51 is also in the will center, right. To then shutting down. Cause I'm like, ah, I don't believe I can do it. It's not possible for me. What ends up happening is that when I realized that I was dancing between those two shadows, I didn't feel like I had any direction. I also wasn't aware they were the shadows of my life's calling. Cause I hadn't done this work yet. But the moment I started to set my sights on turning agitation into creative energy, the game started to change because instead of going, man, I'm so agitated, I'm just going to sit with it or not, not, not do anything with it. I'm going to try to fix myself. 
That was always my thing. I'm going to fix my agitation. There must be something wrong with me. If I'm frustrated or I don't, then maybe I want to leave this industry and this business altogether. Instead of recognizing and realizing all of this energy just wants to be alchemized into something else. And so that to me is the beauty of the gene keys because it's a contemplative practice. So it's not about getting the wisdom from someone else who's going to tell you how to fix yourself, your problems, whatever. It's a pathway. It's a journey into yourself to be able to alchemize energy and become, to be able to shift into a higher state of frequency. So the pathway from the shadow to the city is through the gift and the gift gives us direction. So the gift says to us, you can do this in order to bring a higher expression of yourself out into the world. So this is why the gene keys are deeply powerful for myself personally. As I look at my prosperity sequence, it is a leap your vocation, which is going to be, if you look up your prosperity sequence on your hologenetic profile at genekeys.com. You're going to see that your prosperity sequence or the pearl sequence begins with the 51 or be, I'm sorry, it begins with your vocation, right? Your vocation. And I've talked about this in other podcasts. So I hope if you're hearing this again, that it's sinking in deeply because I revisit this content every single day and it is transforming my business. I literally go to the coffee shop every morning with either my gene keys book or my iPad, because I have it on my iPad and I study it and I contemplate it and I go into it and I'm allowing it to transform me from the inside out. I'm allowing myself to then take it and see it in the world and see it in my expression. So everyone's vocation actually begins. The essence of the vocation connects with the gene key 51. So this vocation, it's your life calling. It's where you're being invited to take a leap of faith. It's where you're being invited to step off the beaten path of what everyone else has done and do what's true for you. It's creative initiative. It's taking this, man, I'm so frustrated in my business and my life. Maybe you're someone who's been um, a gymnastics instructor for a really long time. And you see all of the limitations that come along with wherever you're working and agitation is just building and building and building and building inside of you. You can look to the number that your vocation is in and you can say, oh, okay, this is actually the energy of, um, judgment as an example, right? Um, I'm trying to remember now what the transformational path of judgment is. I believe it's the 18 and I can't remember what it turns into, but I can check it out in my book, but my book is propping up my mic. So check it out in a bit. Um, but it's actually, I think it's judgment into integrity. Either way, it's actually about keeping a very flexible mind and a flexible mindset. So if you're working at a gymnastics place and you love teaching gymnastics because you love enriching the lives of children and helping them to learn how to move their bodies and love their bodies, then where you're being invited to transform within that job and your soul calling is about helping kids 
move from judgment. Maybe they're judging their bodies. Maybe they're judging the way that they do gymnastics in the first place. Whatever it is, you're inviting them to transform that, to take a leap of faith and to teach them how to move from judgment into integrity, into seeing the perfection of everything, seeing the perfection of their body, seeing the perfection of their movement, seeing the perfection in losing a competition and how it teaches us to evolve in a new way. So we can use our pearl sequence in order to make shifts and changes in any aspect of our life um, where we're sharing our gifts with other people. It doesn't have to look like you quit your job and do it unless you want to, but it's, I'm going to prosper here. And what you might see as a result of that is that you start to find that your gymnastics classes start to fill up because maybe before you were displaying the shadow, maybe you were deeply in that space of judgment. You were judging yourself. You were judging other people and you're, you're now seeing that. Wow. Actually, as I, as I teach these kids, how to really honor themselves and to see the perfection in everything, even in suffering and the things that are hard. These parents are wanting to bring their kids to enroll in my class and nothing to do with pushing harder, selling more things, coercing people to take your class. It had everything to do with you living in your gifts, you taking a leap of faith, you making a choice to move through your own shadows of judgment, judgment of self, judgment of other people, judgment within that, that specific um, career, right? And into a place of flexibility, mental flexibility, seeing things differently. So this is where we start to see that true prosperity is not about whether we go to school and become a doctor or a lawyer or um, any of these jobs that we've learned, a computer programming engineer. It's not about that. It's about the essence of the energy that you bring to the world through whatever work you choose to do. And in that, we are going to start to attract prosperity to us, whether it's just the quality of the students showing up differently, whether it's people recognizing you, it's going to be different for everybody based upon your pearl sequence as well. Um, But this is the essence of this work. This is why I believe this work is just incredibly beautiful because it starts to pull us out of the energy of this is how we're supposed to do things. This is the right way. It pulls us out of the formulas of right versus wrong into our truth. And that's where we can have the biggest impact on the planet. And maybe your impact is just in your family right now. Maybe it's just with the people that you love and care about the most who are underneath your roof. You know what kind of effect that's going to have on people? If it's you and your three children and you're really tuning into and leaning into releasing judgment, your kids are going to show up at school from a completely different place. They're going to affect the lives of other kids in their school. It's going to carry past them into their jobs, their careers, their relationships. And so, so we start to see that following our prosperity sequence or our pearl sequence goes far beyond just am I going to make a shit ton of money or not? Um, It goes into this massive shift in collective consciousness 
which we are, that's what we are here for, right? That is what we are here for. And so this is why I am truly, madly, deeply in love with the prosperity sequence, with the pearl sequence. And this is why I see so much potential here. I have right now the sacred six mastermind going on. And to be honest, as I'm recording this, you may have heard something at the very beginning of this podcast, but I am um, likely going to be running a six, five or six week um, prosperity sequence, pearl sequence event, because I really want to be able to lead and guide people through this because I am just so tired of the sameness of everything. Um, and that includes in my own business, there's this tiredness of doing things the same way as everybody else or thinking that they have to be done the same as everyone else. I'm going to get into this quote and why I sat down to record, record this podcast in the first place. But I, what I want to say to this is that, um, we need you to do things differently. We need you to follow your internal truth. We need you to continue to alchemize your shadows into light because this work is important. This is the work that allows us to show up. Look at Instagram, Facebook. How many people are showing up in the shadows, yelling at each other, getting mad at each other, um, judging each other, saying you should do this, you should do that, right? It's insane right now. And this is how we shift it. We learn to alchemize our shadows into light. We start to show up differently. And in that showing up differently, we affect other people, whether they like it or not, whether we piss them off and it creates more of their own internal stuff to rise to the surface, whatever it is. So this is to me, the work let's use it and create change in the world. It's not just about sitting on our couch and doing it for ourselves and never coming out of the cave, do the work, show up and share it. You are never going to be perfect ever. None of us are including myself. We are here to create these shifts and changes in your prosperity sequence. Your pearl sequence literally gives you this beautiful, gorgeous pathway. That's all it is. It's a pathway. It's a self-exploration. It's something to keep leaning into and tuning into in order to alchemize the shadow into light and create prosperity in your life in the way that works for you. We're not giving, and this is, this is why I also love the gene keys. We're not giving our power away to anyone or anything. We're stepping into our power because we realize the pathway is inside of us. We start to develop a sense of self-awareness. We start to see that and, and Gene Keys is just um, general enough that we can begin to understand and notice that it's not just a job description where we get suckered into it, right? I can actually see where the 51 shows up in my relationships in how I connect with money, in how I connect with my business and how I work with people, right? So we can start to understand and notice like, oh man, I'm in the shadow. I'm actually deeply stuck in fear. I'm turned off, I'm turned down. I'm not moving through my fears. And we go, no, I'm gonna move through them. I'm gonna do it. I'm gonna say this thing to this person that I'm terrified to say, whatever it may be. 
So with that being said, the whole reason I started this podcast is now uh, a little different than what came out, but that's okay. And I want to read to you this quote because this is what was coming to me as I was walking home today. I was contemplating the eighth gene key, which is my culture. And I want to state this because this is the energy of what I'm calling into my business, the people that I want to work with. And this is not, my work is not going to be for everybody and that's okay. But the eighth gene key is the shadow of mediocrity into the gift of style and the city of exquisiteness. When we look at the shadow, this is this energy of mediocrity. It's a fear of success. It's a fear of wanting to stand out and be different and be seen as different because different isn't always accepted by mainstream society. And I'm not talking different that goes, I'm different, accept me for who I am, because that's actually a shadow of mediocrity as well. It's going, I need you to accept me in order for me to feel powerful. And again, that is the shadow because the gift of style is about not caring what other people think. Even if people are upset with you or firing arrows at you, whatever, it's about following your truth. And I actually think it's really interesting because um, Cher, if you know the singer Cher, her life's work, which is the brand, which is her son, her um, conscious son, is in the energy of the eight. Cher does not care, (laughs) right? We see her embodying this energy. She's like, I don't care what people think. I'm going to do it my own way. And she's massively successful in that. And so... I want to call in the people who want to do things differently, who want to create their businesses and their lives differently, who aren't afraid to, or they might be afraid to, but they work through the fears and they're okay with that to maybe go on a different path and set on a different path than what they've seen before. In the online business world, I'm so grateful that there are so many beautiful tools and resources. And I've had to shift my mindset on this because I realized things like internet marketing, email marketing, YouTube, Instagram, uh, podcasts. Before I was like, you don't need to do any of those things. And the truth is you don't. And they can be really beautiful pathways if used in integrity with your own values to be able to connect with and reach more people. And the people who need to hear the things that you have to say. So as I was walking home, this quote came to me and I'm like, I can't remember who said this or what this quote was about or blah, blah, blah. Um, But it came to me today in my walk and I wanted to share it with you. I want to make sure I quote it correctly because most people say this quote is from Steve Jobs and it's not. Um, it is actually a quote from, I need to, let me look this up actually. Cause I, it is who are the people who said this? I looked it up on my phone, but it's not, this is not who it was. So let me look really quickly at this. Cause I have it here. Okay. The poet poem was developed by a collective, including Rob 
Siltanen, S-I-L-T-A-N-E-N, Lee Clow, and others. So this is not a Steve Jobs quote. In fact, as I read about it, it said that Steve Jobs really disliked this quote. And then over time, he loved it. So I wonder if he's got the eighth gene key in his prosperity sequence somewhere. I'll look it up later. Anyways, here's the quote. I'm sure you've heard it. Here's to the crazy ones, the misfits, the rebels, the troublemakers, the round pegs, and the square holes, the ones who see things differently. They're not fond of rules. You can quote them, disagree with them, glorify or vilify them. But the only thing you can't do is ignore them because they change things. They push the human race forward. And while some may see them as the crazy ones, we see genius. Because the ones who are crazy enough to think that they can change the world, the world are the ones who do. I'm going to read that one more time because I really love it. And I got little chills and tears in my eyes as I was reading. Here's to the crazy ones, the misfits, the rebels, the troublemakers, the round pegs and the square holes, the ones who see things differently. They're not fond of rules. You can quote them, disagree with them glorify or vilify them, but the only thing you can't do is ignore them because they change things. They push the human race forward. And while some may see them as the crazy ones, we see genius because the ones who are crazy enough to think that they can change the world are the ones who do. I love working with people who want to do things differently. We have so much of the same in this world. Doesn't mean that you have to want to do things differently in order to stand out and get recognition. The eighth gene key is about doing things differently and following your own style and your own truth. It is the energy of the rebel. And it's not about rebelling against anyone else. It's not about rebelling because other people um, should do things the way that you do. This is all about self-expression. The eight from a human design perspective comes right off of the throat center. And so it's a deeply creative energy. It also connects to the, the, it's part of the one eight channel. So it's about speaking from the depths of your truth. And we can see with the one eight channel, whether you have it or you don't, I've seen this for myself, which was why I wasn't doing solo podcasts for a while. And now I am. When it shares its voice, there's a vulnerability that comes from it. And so the turtle, this can be the essence of the energy of the turtle shell where we're like, oh my God, I said something. I want to pop back into my turtle shell so that no one sees me. Um, But the truth is we need to hear the unique things that you have to say, right? We can look at it. Is it coming from judgment or is it coming from truth? And I think that's the most important thing. Am I trying to be a rebel? in order to make other people see me and because I'm angry or I'm whatever, or is this truly coming from a deep truth within the core of my being? So that's what I want to share with you today. This is an invitation to um, hopefully join me in this class that I'm going to be teaching. I'm saying this and I'm like, I don't know if I'm going to teach it or not, but I'm fairly certain I'm still emotionally waving on it. So you're seeing in real time what it looks like for someone with an emotional wave to emotionally wave on something. But, um, this is, this is something that I'm really deeply passionate about because 
and this is part of the eighth gene key. I, I, I don't want to be a traditional leader and going, I've got, you know, this is the path, follow me, do it this way. I want to inspire and initiate you into discovering more of yourself. And to me, the gene keys right now is the most amazing and beautiful pathway that I know of that I can support you in going on your own journey. Because to me, this is the essence of this shamanic, almost vision quest type of thing where it's like no one in your life can tell you where to go except you. People can show up and be guides and mirrors. But at the end of the day, this is about you deeply trusting you, the path you're feeling called to go on, who you came here to be in the world. And while we can be inspired by others, no one can tell us what that is for us. So that's all I've got for you today. I am sending you so much love. Thank you for tuning in. And I'll see you back here on the next episode of the podcast. Hey, hey, thanks so much for being here and listening to this episode of the Waking Up With Jess podcast. If you liked today's episode, I'm going to ask you to do one of three things. Number one, leave a rating. Number two, leave a review. And number three, if you think it could help a friend out in need, go ahead and send it to them. I greatly appreciate your support when you rate the podcast or leave a review. It helps other awesome and amazing listeners such as yourself find the podcast. And I love people and I love friends and I love people's friends. So being able to spread the love through your network is another really great way to support people and to support the show. All right, y'all make it a great day. And I will see you back here on the next episode of the Waking Up With Jess podcast.